Welcome to Anime Archives with your hosts, Ernest and John. Hi, guys. It's been a hot minute, but we're back. Our last podcast was the end of the year wrap up, <laughs> December 31st. So we uh, said we were going to get more consistent and decided to take a two month hiatus. I, I, for some reason, it's my fault. I'm in school and I wanted the whole return to be about getting a, a camera and us actually just uploading our stuff to YouTube. But I'm broke as a joke. It's a no student. joke. It's happening. The struggle was real. I had back-to-back stuff. I was like, oh. <sighs> yeah, I had uh, to do a move. So oh, that yeah, deposit yeah. came out, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that money is gone. <laughs> uh, so that is going to be our in-progress work. We will still yes. move to YouTube, but it's going to take us a little bit longer. Yeah. But until then, we need, and we're trying to get more consistent. Yeah. And so even though it's two months later, almost three. Yeah. I got one, less, one, uh, one last quarter of school left when I graduate. And then uh, I have t- time before I start actual student teaching, so that's, all, that's also good. Yeah, that's and definitely that schedule good. will be a lot better because I won't be, I could do it earlier or later in the evening and not be as like, I got all these assignments to do. Ah, uh, but we got a actual great thing, uh, list of stuff to talk about today. Um, I mean, yeah, we have to do too much of catch up. Yeah, a lot. So we've watched, obviously, a good amount. Of, I don't want to say a good amount because this season feels like it's lacking. Yeah. We've both like, watched a decent amount of anime, played a little bit of games, and we had the Crunchyroll Awards that we kind of want to review, yeah. wrap up, and see, okay, did it really fit our standards? Did it really make sense? You know, was it was it fair? Or was it another one of those years where you're like, Yuri on Ice wins everything? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing that always bugs me is when one anime ones. gets super dominant and it doesn't give the other anime any chance to shine. So it's kind of like to start this off. I mean, what would you kind of prefer? You want to jump straight into the anime archive or not the anime archives, the actual Crunchyroll awards? Yeah, I feel like it's going to take a lot of our uh, t- time. So I feel like we jump in that, talk about it, and then... We'll see where we're looking at to discuss our, now, our likes and stuff. Did you watch the anime uh, Crunchyroll Awards? Uh, so that day I was actually um, commuting from a, a football game. Mm. I went to one of those XFL games uh, with some of our buddies. How was that? It was actually, it wasn't bad. I mean, was it better than you thought? It was better than I thought. We got there, we got there late because someone was, someone has a habit of being late a lot. Typical. So we got, we actually only saw like half the game. So that got half sounds time. like your friends need better <laughs> friends. Uh, but it, it was it was better than I thought. And then I had uh, because it was Valentine's Day weekend, a trip with my wife. So mm-hmm. it was good. But I was able to catch some of that on the train and some of like the music video they did. Um, that I got to listen to a little bit. Uh, that was cool, but a little bit funny. Oh, no, that music video was whack. <laughs> yeah. that, that stuff sucked. You're being a little too nice. No, we got to be straight up. And, there's, and because they did. Uh, and because since they had like YouTube hosts and stuff, like people who come in and do their things, I know there's some people like I I came to see how there's a difference between live and editing your video. One hundred percent. Because you've seen these people and they have like million views or five hundred thousand yeah. views on their YouTube video or like a bunch of subscribers, and then you could tell they're in front of a live audience that's probably less than fifty people, and you see them just shaking, <laughs> shaking, and it's like you're a little, hmm. huh? All right. I mean, but do you think you could do it by coming live and be? Who am I impressing in that room? I know what pumps them up. Like who? <laughs> like that's true. It's, it's like I know what it. makes you cheer. I'm, I'm not impressed. I don't care. <laughs> like, like, if you like my content, you'll come see me. If you don't, hey. 
But I do uh, and can appreciate how Crunchyroll actually allowed a good amount of people from like RDC World was yeah, on was or great. Mother's Mark Basement Phillips. was there, Glass Reflection was on. Yeah. So I really can appreciate the fact that they Crunchyroll is still helping the standard YouTube, you know, YouTubers yeah. out as and well. People who get, yeah, you know, people who get, who actually do the work and are advertising, like making manga popular and stuff, and making that making groups that people can be like, oh, I can come together and actually enjoy and find out new stuff. Because there's so many animes that there's stuff I we miss out. And you're always the one who always shows me stuff like, hey, you heard about this one? I was like, dang, I didn't even know about that one. Because I'm just so focused on Crunchyroll or Hulu ones that release. I mean, and that's why them kind of giving a shout out to those other reviewers yeah. is so important because then it's like you have like RDC World where a lot of people don't know them and they make great content. They're hilarious. And like all their videos are really funny to me. I really like them. Or, you know, Gigak, when he actually like pops up, I am a huge fan of his videos. Right. And there's all I like his uh, his interpretation on kind of like the seasonal stuff and like mecha anime, like his videos are really, really good. So I can definitely say there was some whack parts about the Crunchyroll Awards. I mean, yeah. in terms of obviously super corny. This was the first time they did a live audience stuff. So, but I like or, what they did with yeah. it. Comes the only thing that I kind of wish they changed was I don't give a shit what Twitter says. Like, oh yeah, yeah oh, the Twitter random that, yeah. con. Like yeah. it's funny where it's in the like background and you can almost see like fake scam. You know, like yeah. Rigged, 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 because, you know, their best waifu was trash. Milk but. Titty says. <laughs> His favorite anime. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because your opinion matters, Milk Titty. <laughs> but they had a lot of categories. And I re- remember when we originally kind of went through this list. Yeah. I re- For me, I remember being a little bit negative on kind of what I seen because I was like, eh, it doesn't. It didn't seem like it flowed but when yeah. i actually watched the crunchy roll awards i was like okay i th- i thought it it was better than what i really gave oh, it credit yeah. for so kind of the start was the industry icon um okay. i don't want to start from top to bottom in terms of like yeah. of the um, year that's yeah. pretty lame but the bottom industry up. icon award ended up winning going to a george wada from what studio do you know where that's from where he's from where he's from? Uh, sorry, that's like, a silly. Like, Obviously, Japan. he's from Japan. I was like, I don't know of which studio itself. I haven't. His we haven't okay, about so one. his studio created, you know, um, incredibly popular anime. So we're gonna, I'm gonna give you three different anime, oh, and I want you to guess. Head? Okay. That and which I, one came from what studio? Yeah, which okay. one came from him? Okay. Right. So was it Yuri on Ice? Was it Deadman Wonderland? Or was it? What's another good famous one? We have. Hold on. Uh, I know it's not going to be the third option, so it's not going to be any of those. <laughs> yeah. Attack on Titan. Uh, I already know it's not Attack on Titan. Uh, I, I want to say you are nice because if it was Deadman Wonderland, it wouldn't have got canceled so quick. If his icon thing. So. Unfortunately. As true as that really is, it was Attack on Titan. Attack like how I set that up? I, you that yeah, numbers? you got juked out. You didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. that delivery it's right there specifically. <laughs> I didn't want to be predictable. Uh, I knew if I would have said Attack on Titan, you would have probably immediately went to that. That's why I had to think about that. That's like, what that makes sense to you. Why you, you're, and, and I at first dismissed you were nice because I was like, that studio didn't produce anything this year, from my knowledge. But Attack on Titan did pop out with season two, well, season three, and people were like, Hyped. So to everyone listening, even though it's an, it seems obvious, oh, if you pre- present it in a different way, 
even the obvious choice doesn't sound so obvious. It's all about presentation right there. Why do I think it was like uh I thought it was a different studio mm-hmm. did Attack of Time. I was thought well, I thought like it would be like Gonzo or something or well, what was really cool is the fact that, uh, I mean, they kind of had like uh, their interview, which is just, they all started in kind of like a closet. Oh. There was, they all started in a room with no windows. There was no windows. There was nothing. And it was just a very small team that was just hand drawing and just very passionate. And anyone that's actually checked into the life of like a, you know, a manga artist or like an anime artist, you there's so much work, you know, with the sketching, yeah. the redrawing, the lines, the voice acting. I mean, there's so much to it. So, I mean, these guys were so passionate. And if you watched Attack on Titan, it's a beautifully looking anime. Beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful. It's unique. It's like the, almost like the Game of Thrones of anime because yeah. you can't really predict what's going to happen. The camera angles and the action they use is like really interesting. It's it's again, I never got into it myself because I was. You have to give me warning when I watch something. Mm. You need to give me warning. But if I think I'm picking up a standard anime like a harem, and then it becomes the most twisted, messed up thing, I can't. It, I'll I can watch it over a period of time, but it's hard for me to go back because yeah. I'm like sticker shocked in a way. Did you end up like an Attack on Titan? I did. Um, I need to finish up season three. I was waiting for because they released that in parts, so uh, I need to actually jump back into it. Um, but it is a one that is hard because it's always the one I take a break from and go, okay, uh, this this thing, this tragic thing happened that I need to kind of ease off before I can just dive in. It's not one I can say I can binge easily. And keep mm-hmm. It's something I watch like a few, take a break, and then come back. Yeah. So I think in terms of like industry icon, I mean, Attack on Titan is going to be ending soon, yeah. but it's been going strong for like the past five, six years. I, it definitely made sense to me yeah. and they, they deserve that respect for it because again, there's a lot of anime that changed and grew because of the success of Attack on Titan. Yeah. So big fan of that one. The next one at that point is nominees for it was the best ending sequence. Yes. So. When we originally kind of thought about this between like Ernest and I, we just thought more in terms of kind of the song yeah. at the very beginning. And then we we really were like, well, wait, it's more than just a song. It's like, okay, what's the animation kind of for that ending sequence too? How does that make you feel? Kind of like the opening sequence. The song's good, but if they don't have the right type of pictures that line up with it, then it there's chances it won't hit you as hard. So, I mean, with all of the nominees for best ending sequence there was that sayonara for dororo kaguya's love is war you know they had theirs so it's like they had fire force on there carolyn tuesday violence august so there is a good amount of for me favorite favorites now out of all of them the one that stood out to me the most and it's probably because i was just the biggest fan of the series as a whole was kaguya-sama's love is war yeah. because their ending sequence which only happened once yeah that's one thing which was really crazy yeah. but it was a technical ending sequence yeah. was brought up by chica uh it was a uh, chicado chica chica what a <laughs> cool chica! by, yeah, by uh, konomi kahara and pretty much what just made that one stand out is fan favorite of the show just has the most adorable, cutest dance, yeah. killing it, just whipping it, killing it. And it made it stood out. Like, I remember when I first seen that dance, I cracked up because she was killing it so much. So, and it made me a big fan. And then at that point, it was the one 
ending sequence, even though it happened once, that did ingrain itself in your memory for a while. Do you have the song on your iPhone? I mean, not your iPhone on your on your playlist? No, I definitely don't. I don't. I can say out of actually all of these lists or yeah. all of these, I don't have an ending theme song from the Crunchyroll best ending sequence that's on one of my playlists. I got two. I got Doro's and Vinland song. That's why I like those the more. So I like like the heavy metal or the just uh wait actually do I have to oh, this is ending I'm not I'm thinking yeah. about opening exactly okay, you're right. See, I don't have any I don't have any uh that's why it's like for endings I don't have like, any of these typically either. ending pop up I'm like oh on to the next one <laughs> exactly like, but I did see uh I did like uh, Love Is War especially when it got because that ending got hyped to a point where it was like watch this ending watch this cool thing and I was like. And I hit you up because I knew you were watching. I was like, hey, is this the, how the endings always is? He's like, no, they only do that for one episode. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I was like, but people loved it. They were like, oh. And I, so I, that's why I feel like, you know, since we're talking about it the most, it was it was the winner of best ending. Yeah, it makes um, sense when you kind of think about yeah. it. But now, in terms of best opening, best opening was a whole different story. Because on best opening, there was so much, I mean, yeah. so many good things. Who watched Domestic Girlfriend? A good amount of people that have always had fantasies to sleep with their stepsister. Maybe. Yeah. Or their stepmother. I mean, yeah. either one, because it was kind of almost like he had a fantasy about both. I thought he slept with... I mean, he never step- slept with his ste- uh, stepmother, stepmother. He but remember he... Yeah. Well, yeah, that's how it kind of opened was this, this girl was just like, well, I kind of want to have sex. I don't really like you. Would you just want to have sex? And yeah, he's like, well, sure. Let's go to this love hotel. And they did it, and then all of a sudden, like typical the Japanese, oh, now that's my sister. Yeah. I watched one episode, and I was like, this is like a hentai that doesn't go to that point where it's just like, the dad's like, I'm a businessman, so I'm going to be gone a lot. Yeah, I hate the that. mom is just there. And it's just I stupid. just don't care. Like, I just like, I, yeah. don't, I don't care about this character, nor these the these girls this type of anime kind of i think it focuses more on uh putting you in an awkward uncomfortable situation and so if you like kind of cringe worthy things like for instance like the office there's a lot there's a couple episodes in the office that can make you really uncomfortable and just really cringe and so if you like that you might really like domestic girlfriend i don't I really don't. Nah, uh, don't get me wrong. There's episodes on The Office that are absolutely amazing. I can't say that about Domestic Girlfriend because I didn't give it a real <laughs> shot. Watch, yeah. Like I didn't. So that, but that had one. That was a nominee for one of the best openings. Another one that I that is on a playlist was Inferno by uh, Miss uh, Miss Green Apple. Yes, that was the theme song for Fire Force's season one. I thought it was a great uh, opening. Was it my favorite one? No, it definitely wasn't. But it is. It did make it on a playlist for me. Yeah, I got three of these. I got Miss Green Apples. Uh, I got the Touch Off by Overworld. Um, for Promised Neverland, mm-hmm. I have a lot of their songs actually. They do the songs for uh, My Hero Academia. So, but oh, nice. Touch Off is my favorite from them, but it, it fit Promised Neverland. It so fit it, yeah. It was just like fire. I mean, <laughs> but also you really like the Dororo one yeah. too, right? I love uh, Dororo, but it's it didn't make it. it. Make I mean, even opening. Demon Slayer didn't make it to me, and I, I thought oh, Demon dang, Slayer yeah. was That's on nominee. point. That. To me, that theme song is definitely on my yeah. playlist. I I love that theme song. It hypes me up. I put that yeah. theme song on, or I put on Mookin' Joe by a Survive Said the Prophet, and that's the opening theme Vinland song for Saga. Vinland Saga. 
oh, you get those back to back. I what needs to be done? It's mm-hmm. going to be done. I'm going to get I, I get hyped off both of them. And both had good openings as a whole in terms of like the background. Which kind of makes me mad because Domestic Girlfriend. Because I never heard, I never heard their opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't think I it can... made enough waves compared yeah. to other anime. Like, I, I guess I will later, but I didn't know. I know about like Carol, Carol, uh, Carol on Tuesday. They're Kiss Me by Nye, Brie XX, and Selena Ann. Yeah. Um. I just knew about that because I, I heard about because it's a music anime. So hopefully it should have good music and a good op- one well, of those things. What's cool is about yeah. Carol on Tuesday is I think like 30 different musical artists all contributed to it. Like so writing songs? Writing support? songs from it, you know, because it's like a music contest. It's like American Idol in a way. Oh, so they all contributed kind of different pieces to it. And I think that's a really interesting. The animation, I mean, it's by the same producer as Cowboy Bebop. Mm. So, I mean... He went, they went from, and you know, Cowboy Bebop used music really well. I mean, it's iconic with the opening, the ending theme song. Yeah. The director knows his stuff. So to make a full anime about, you know, this rich girl, this broke girl trying to accomplish their dreams and also the create, you actually watch music go from bass level, starting with a beat to figuring out what the lyrics are to then kind of making it all come together. It's a beautiful process. And if you're the type of person where it's like, again, we liked Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. It was about a good band, but the music's really stood out. I feel like this is one where I've been saying for a long time, I need to genuinely give it a shot because it's, it's good. And I've seen a couple clips from other songs, other songs that there. cracked me oh, up. Oh, I remember one you talked about. Hard. Uh, hard. It was uh, like it was it cracked me up so hard I thought it was fake. And then I found out it was real and it it pumped me up. Was it what's that song? It was like all guys in dresses and stuff. Yeah, like, it was one uh, of the best songs. Um I'm gonna look that up right now. Yeah. Carol and But yeah, I know it's uh great is it's uh Netflix anime that was re- released, so you can easily go watch on that. Um and I, I don't know. I, it makes me appreciate. Sometimes I get mad about Netflix getting some of these anime rights because it takes them such a long time because they want to release it all because of the bingeness. But uh, so if you have forty-two seconds 42 to your seconds. day, just forty-two seconds of your time, type in "Carolyn Tuesday," the fucking bullshit song, and it's a legit, real song that actually comes from that anime that will crack you up <laughs> you don't know i mean it's real it's 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 real they actually took time to create that song and it's freaking hilarious would highly recommend it but that yeah that's just kind of wrapping up a little bit of that carol and tuesday yeah. again we definitely need to check that out now the winner for best opening sequence yes. was actually out of violent saga promise neverland fire force it was mob mob, mob psycho Nine. mob choir yeah it's so popular they have they call it the mob choir that's how like featuring. that's how yeah. big it is like oh and i really like i Did mean you hear this one because i always think about the first opening i love the first the first opening was one. really good but is this like a, a, a new spin to it or and that's the thing i don't really remember because yeah. i only seen the first i think four episodes of the mob psycho season two yeah uh now i oh, watched okay. the whole live action of that on netflix oh, uh mob? for mob and mm-hmm. that okay. that came out before the season two anime, and it, it it's the same story. Two, right? It's the same story, oh, okay. like the exact same, like ending all of it. So it's like I I know what happens. I've seen it. There's a couple things that happened in the anime that I know didn't happen actually in the live action, okay, yeah. but 
it was good. Like I thought their adaptation, they did a really good job for um, it's Mob it's and. It's Oh, yeah, they had to. That was good. So that right there was for uh, best opening sequence. Now, the next one is best drama. Okay. Now, out of all the ones, there was Babylon, Carol and Tuesday, Fruits Basket, Stars Align, The Promised Neverland, and Vinland Saga. Now, when I think of drama, it's honestly hard for me to think of Vinland Saga that's going to... That's kind of a drama. Because it's, it's a historical telling... I mean, there's dramatic moments in it, but that's an all war. Yeah. Like when I think of a drama, I think of kind of like a heartfelt, like it's a, it's emotional yeah. for a long period of time. And again, it's really strange for me when I see something like Vinland Saga and I see something like Promised Neverland because Promised Land to me, pro- the Promised Neverland seems like a genuine drama. There was suspense. You didn't know what was happening. Every episode had like a tense atmosphere for to sure. it. Vinland Saga didn't have that. Vinland Saga, like it had, like there, it was a war atmosphere. Yeah. There were Vikings. They I thought didn't Berserk. Give a shit. When we first watched it, I thought it was like Berserk back, but different characters and different kind of premise. Yeah, the Golden Age of Berserk. Yeah. And so, I mean, to me, or like Fruits Basket. Fruits Basket is pretty much yeah. like a love triangle in a way. So it's yeah. like that makes sense in a drama. You know, Babylon. I can see Carolyn yes. Tuesday, the rags from riches. You know, yeah. building and creating. You can see that. I never watched Stars Align, so it's hard. I was for me. gonna watch that, never did. But yeah. I know who I am. <laughs> so out of all of these, which one do you think got best drama? Uh do you know? I I want to say Promise Neverland. I feel like a lot of people watch uh watch that one. I love Fruits Baskets because I watched it with my wife. In Babylon I got into at the very tail end before this came out, but I knew it's a Amazon Prime thing. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people like Netflix and Amazon, not people see them as being like legitimate anime sites who actually watch some of these shows. Yeah. Um but Promise Neverland got a lot of hype and I thought it was very like dramatic. I felt on my edge of my seat a lot because of everything going on and the mystery starting to uncover. Um, now, Violent so Saga was also an Amazon one too. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but that one got that got a lot of hype. Vinland mm-hmm. Saga got a lot of discussion. So I know people because I think everyone has Amazon, but I don't think they hype anime. Amazon doesn't advertise the anime. It's usually the YouTubers or people anime fans who hype it up to actually. That and Vinland Saga also had like a huge yeah. cult following. It was one of the few. Um, manga where people were like why does this not have an anime because yeah. the manga was out for a long oh, wow. period of time Because even babylon the only reason i found that one out is because of my mother's basement mm-hmm. i didn't even I, I didn't look i didn't see it because amazon i know that they release it but i need to make sure i actively going and searching out and because so many animes come out when i see i sometimes i judge an anime by just the front cover mm-hmm. like, Am I oh i do i just see guys walking and smoke i was like i'm good and move on because I, I i need suspense and stuff and fighting sometimes it's something more to a comedy uh, but Babylon was actually good uh, I feel like I'm going to hate people but it's been good so far yeah I mean yeah. Uh, the best antagonist in terms yeah. of it uh, they say Babylon's one was pretty good yeah. and I mean she ended up making the list for the best antagonist yeah. uh, the villain for Babylon so that was the nominees for oh. best drama the winner of that was Vinland Saga mm. which I, I like Vinland Saga. I'm happy Vinland Saga gets respect yeah. and gets what it deserved. It's hard for me to say that that should have won over the Promised Neverland. Now, again, it's all based yeah. off your own interpretation, your perspective and all that. But in I terms of, of drama, yeah. you have. Yeah. yeah, but if you compare the first episodes, like first episodes, first episode of Promised Neverland, first episode uh, of Vinland Saga. First episode of Vinland Saga, what happens? Nothing. 
No. Nothing happens. They just want it takes three episodes for it to actually build up for the drama to start. What happens at the end of Promise Neverland episode one? Goes down quick. People get disappeared real quick. You're like, what Very quick. On? Immediately sets the mo- one of the most tense tones I've seen in an anime when it comes to that. And expanded on it really well. I mean, so it's just kind of weird. Maybe it's a little bit of our bias kind of coming through. I mean, it yeah. definitely could be the case. So I liked it, but again, sometimes you see uh, an- your favorite animes in a category where... It's not in a category you want it to be, but it's in a category, and because you love it, you're gonna pick it. Because again, some of this is eye candy. Some of it is because there's so many mangas, animes being released. You're not gonna, you're gonna see the one because we we do it too. I'm gonna see the one that I knew I watched and pick that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick the ones like I don't, I didn't, I never watched this. I never watched this one. I ain't gonna pick it. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, going on, this is a uh, pretty much nominees for the best fantasy. Best okay, fantasy. and when I think of fantasy, I and I look at this list, it, this is the one category that kind of irritates me, personally. And, it's, and some of this is not, is like sci-fi and stuff. And I feel like they may, may hopefully, after this, they'll expand categories more. Because fantasy isn't, it's weird. I mean, when you think of fantasy, okay, what's the first fan, what's the first three fantasy anime that come to your mind? Um... My uh, my hero, Shield Hero. I don't say my hero. Shield Hero. Uh, uh, Tower of Drag. Uh, Druga, Druga. Never even heard of that shit. Well, it's, and uh, what's it called uh, Dungeon. Um, how to pick up girls in the dungeon. Yeah. I think it has to be a fantasy setting to me. Where. What's crazy to me is the fact that what's the one genre that comes out regardless of the season and they pump four of them out of that genre? Isekai. Isekai. And Especially now. there's only one Isekai on this list. Attack on Titan, That's I not- can see that being more of a drama than a fantasy. Yeah. Or action, I can see that. Like on My Hero Academia's level because they're both action, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I don't picture that as a my, that's not my definition of a fantasy. Yeah. The only isekai they have is Ascendance of a Bookworm. I did not watch that. I didn't care about this little girl reading books. <laughs> I didn't care. I didn't. Out of yeah. all the isekai, and we watched a lot of isekai last year. Yeah. I I watched the first episode of that and was like, no, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. And I've watched. I mean, I watched Wiseman's Grandchild. Okay, that. So I have acceptance of a bunch of crap. This one I just I couldn't really enjoy. Astra Lost in Space. I definitely want to check that out, but like you said, it seems more sci-fi, so it's hard for me to say that that's fantasy. Demon Slayer, you can get away with it. You definitely can. I don't know. Would you say Promise Neverland counts as a fantasy? Not at all. Not at all, because I I feel like a g- I was gonna look at like tokens, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh creator what his what he defines as a fantasy but to me one my my big thing my own concept of fantasy is like it's a place that when you read it you want to go in that world you want to immerse yourself Mm -hmm. into it and it's like a good like pleasant feeling of just like oh this is something i'm interested my the promised neverland there's no i'm glad i'm a viewer i don't want to immerse myself in that world i i think it's sad and horrible that world sucks Uh, tag on time's the same thing where because i don't it doesn't matter how Motivated. I remember the first season of Attack on Titan when he's like, I'm going to slay every single Titan. I got hyped. You know what they did the first time to this character? 
He got murked immediately. And I was like, what? 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 They can't be serious. And I almost thought he was gone. Yeah. It turned out he got he lucked out. But still, just like this is real stuff. It's not. It's not this. Uh, this fantasy thing that you can grow and strength. It's not. That's not all. You either skillful or you're not. Yeah. Um. And and that's I mean that me saying like for like re uh re zero where it's like I see that as fantasy, but it's also very dark. Yeah. And I don't want to be there, but like, uh, Promise Neverland and Attack on Titan. I just think they're they're. They might have a set like Attack on Titan. I can see because their setting is kind of medieval, but it has guns. My, the Promise Neverland just feels like another like sci-fi kind of thing because aliens are in it and stuff. It's just in the category because it's similar. But fantasy to me is like a place that you want to immerse yourself into the world and be like, you know what? I this is how I would create something. And but that's not me knocking it because Promise Neverland was great. I just never watched Astro Lost in Space, but. Again, that's sci-fi to me, and Promise Neverland is sci-fi as well. I mean, yeah, and when I think of fantasy, I think of knights, dragons, swords, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I mean, kind of old school uh, magic, always. Yes. I don't. It's so that's Dang, why. That, I, actually, you said it right. That magic thing is big because there's none. I think only Bookworm is uh, all these shows have magic. Cause I didn't watch Sauron's on my, but I know. Uh, Demon, Demon Slayer came, but I think... Blood magic. Yeah, but Demon Slayer is interesting enough because I would go, give it to fantasy because it's changing the fantasy trope of it always being medieval times. Yeah. Because it's in Japan, and that setting is great. That it can be like Japanese fantasy, like the demons and... Uh, what what they call them? The, what they call demons in Japan? Uh, Inspector talk about... Yokai. Yokai. <sighs> yokai, like that kind of thing. Spirits. And that's interesting. Spirits and stuff. And that that premise, but well, those were the nominees for best fantasy, and the one who won out of all that was the Promised Neverland. Promised Neverland. Again, I don't agree with it. I think that should have won best drama, yeah. and Violent Saga could have won best fantasy, and I wouldn't yeah. have been mad about <laughs> yeah, that. Actually, I mean, honestly, yeah, I right. think those two could have switched, and I wouldn't have been like, I would say, Violent Saga is a fantasy. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, so a world. that too, I would kind of switch myself, but here we go. I mean, that's all we can really do. I just want to know how they define these categories. I might got to look that up. Like, what what makes them define this? Yeah. So next is going in terms of like the best comedy, and I've seen a lot Ugh. of great comedy that cracked me up. But when I look at this list, right, this no, this list is only pick. one that stands out to me personally in this list, and it is not. My roommate is a cat. <laughs> That's the anime. Now I watched that. You did? Yeah, I watched it all. But wow. it had cute moments, but it wasn't like it, there was no moment in there that made me genuinely laugh out loud and crack up. Oh, I can't say anything about Sarazanmai. Uh, Don't know anything about that. And I do want to go back to uh, how heavy are the dumbbells you lift. I want to check that out myself. Agretsuko, I thought that was hilarious. I never watched season two, but season one cracked me up. And Eastside Quartet cracked me up too. It was good. But. Out of all of them, none of them can hold a single candle, a single feather to what Kaguya-sama did every single week, day in, day out. From start to finish, that chess match of making someone that you love admit it before you do, of, I don't want them to have this power over me, this mental gymnastics they put each other and put themselves through, this dumb game of chess. It had beautiful moments, but every single episode made me laugh. 
it's hard for me to say anything was better than Kaguya-sama for comedy last mm. year. And honestly, I can't say anything because none of these shows I watched. Uh, Argisuko, my my wife loves that show, uh, but she likes like the romance aspect of it. But and I watched some of uh, Kagu uh, Kaguya Sama Love Is War. I watched about like three uh, like three to five episodes. I Fucked up. You should have been uh, watched that whole I, thing. I didn't finish it off. It was brilliant, especially the last few episodes. Oh my gosh, they do a good job. I hope they make a season two of that. I, I'm, I think I heard they were doing a season two. I, they already talked about new characters that will be introduced. I genuinely I hope so. They, I, I mean, they don't even need to add new characters. That cast they have right now with the main four is so yeah, good. Characters are being added. So. <laughs> Out of all them, well, it's an obvious winner. It had to have been Kaguya-sama. Yeah. That one was above all. I've seen so many different people like mention it in different ways. Mm. Actually, I never even mentioned that it had like both people in. Like oh, Chica was in too, that. Yeah. yeah, she's like the, the Joker card, and, and he's the uh, the Ace. That <laughs> I, I never even noticed that. That's really really cool. But yeah, that was Kaguya-sama. Now we're going best. English voice acting performance Man. for this would be a category if uh, I don't even watch English voice actors anymore. Yeah. I don't. This is a category we have no knowledge about because we don't watch it, and so it's Mob. You know the Kyle McCarley, McCarley as Mob, and Mob Cycle. Erica Mendez from Retsuko, Laura Bailey for I know who uh, Laura Bailey is. Critical Role. She she's actually and she's actually uh in the Gears. She's a new uh like Gears Four and Gears Five. The yeah. female pr- uh, protagonist. Really, she plays that voice. She's and she awesome. plays a uh, Toharu Honda from Fruits Basket. So the main protagonist from that. Then the boy, the boy, you, Mr. Now Fumi. I gotta hear this later. I gotta see Billy Comets. Now I've actually heard Billy. his work, and I do think he does a good job. He they right. they. He got it. Like uh, the it Rising Shield sense. Hero, uh, I feel like it could have won some awards if it didn't wrap up the way it did. The season one wrapped up kind of bad. I mean, it's hard. For, Especially from what you told me. I was it's like, what it's hard heck? for me to say that it should have won anything aside from best score. Okay. Like, I don't see how it genuinely oh, should have okay. won anything else because he wasn't like best boy for sure. Yeah, He's a dick. He, I can't say he was best protagonist. I mean. One of them. But they did win another award, too. They won. Uh, besides best score, they there's a category that one of the characters wins for sure. Hmm. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, but that's only because my eagle eye. I actually have high knowledge in that category. I actually have a PhD in that category. I know that category better than anyone else because right. unlike you, I'd be calling two? it. Yeah, and I'll be three for three when this year comes out. No way. Uh, I didn't know that they did a new uh, English voice translation for uh, Neo Genesis. With Casey Mangello? Yeah, they Mangiello? ended up porting that to Netflix. Yeah. And so, and Netflix probably, I think, dumped in we'll a good it. amount of money for that. I don't know. It's and hard for me to care about weak Faya ass protagonists. Aqua and Kanasuba. Another one where I was like, I still haven't watched Kanasuba because I'm like, Re Zero. You done fucked up. Konosuba yeah, is, again, <laughs> one of the few anime that makes me crack up. And I went to Did, that. Wasn't there a new season this it year? It was too? so good. I went to the movie by myself to watch it, and I cracked up through the whole movie. It was that funny. But then last year, wasn't there a new Kanasuba season? Nope. No, it's still oh, okay. that too. I mean, they're like doing voice like, acting how did they for not, it. How do they not? Because I, I, I would make sense then. Because I was like, why wouldn't they? If there was a season, 
a new season where I wouldn't be in the comedy category. Exactly, but, but that's yeah, not the case. Sense, yeah. I mean, it still could have fit in because of that movie. Yeah. I mean, they really could have in that. But is a two-hour movie going to be better than, you know, let's see, it'd be 13 episodes. 13 episodes, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of coming close, but not really. Yeah. But the one who won it out of best voice acting performance for English was the guy from uh, Rise of the Shield Hero, oh. Billy Comets. So I was really happy that they won something. <laughs> something. <Yeah. laughs> now, best voice acting for Japan. Oh, my. Oh, man. I'm hyped so we have... This one was a hard category to win. Now, I will have to say this. I think there's one person on here I don't think should be on here. And for me, that is Sari uh, Hayama for that did Demon the voice Slayer? actor for Shinobu from yeah. Demon Slayer. She had a handful of freaking lines. That's true. Wasn't even a real main character. Wasn't like wasn't you can't even say was like a popular. Like she's very at the very tail end, and still she barely talks because she's like she's yeah, kind of quiet. Yeah. Now, as a character design, her design's beautiful. Yeah. But That's in terms of real, like real, like. I don't think she should be on here. It doesn't make any sense to me. But we have some great performances. Yasuki Kobayashi for that did Senko from Do- uh, Senku from Doctor Stone. I know the one who did Isabella did wonderful. The Yuko Kaida from The Promised Neverland. Yep. The Yuichi Nakamura, my boy Bruno. But out of every one of them, who's the performance that stood out to you? Who was the your ride or die? Who was the one where you're like? This is in a different language, but it's still speaking to me. That performance is that powerful. Who was it? I, if you guys already know how hype I get for one anime, you know it's JoJo Bizarre Adventures Go to Win. You know it's any JoJo. So Yuki, uh, Yuiki, I, I said his name right. Yuichi, some, yeah. Yuichi Nakamura, who did Bruno, was perfect. Bruno Bacardi is one of the best characters period and again it makes you go again where you can turn a, a manga uh, anime that's main character supposed to be this person but it's side it's support character protagonist it's cooler than the main actual supposed to be the main hero of the of the show it's and bruno was the boy yeah he was equally as strong one of the few times where you actually rooted for the side character i thought when i first heard about this stuff when i saw bruno because i saw like games and stuff because they haven't made up because I, I haven't read the manga, I just saw that in the video game they made a long time ago that you fight him. And I was like, oh, he, he looks like he's going to be lame and stuff. But Bruno is awesome. Yeah. He's an awesome character. Sticky Fingers is a cool... <sighs> just good. He just has a cool-ass uh, stand. What the hell is Sticky Fingers? You got, uh, for the people that have no idea what you just said, what is Sticky Fingers? So he has this stand that basically turns you into like a, a zipper. Like if he hits you, you become like a zipper. He can just like zip you down and everything. It's it's a weird power, but uh, you just gotta watch the show. It, it's hard for me to explain, but it's like if you get hit with this, he basically can like demorph your body and stuff. And it's and he he just goes sticky fingers when he says it. Hopefully, I'm right and not getting bashed and thinking about another character that does that same thing. But let me make sure. <laughs> Could be wrong, but yes, he won best. Uh, v- performance of all those shows. He's the one I, you know, I been I was into JoJo week on the weekly basis when it was coming out. So he did a a phenomenal job, especially how his story wraps up. It's really good. 
So next, the next category that we're going through is nominees for the best couple. The couple that kind of like stand out above all else. And I feel that I'm very biased in terms of this category. Right. Right. Oh, best couple. Um so one was Baki and Baki was a Netflix <laughs> kind of just like a Netflix thing. And I, I don't see how that's best couple at all. I mean, she was loyal. She would just like, yo, I don't care. I'm down to be whatever you want me to be. She was fine, but it's hard for me to say that was like an endearing couple. Given uh, Mafuyu Soto and Ritsuka Unoyama, that is, uh, was it Yaoi or is that Yuri? What? For Given. Which one is which one is that? Oh, uh, it's a it's a Yaoi premise, but I don't think it shows it. It's Yaoi. Well, I mean, they definitely fall in love with each other, yeah. so it's like you might not see the the action be going on, but, but I'm a, sure you see. They, yeah, they uh, like slowly fill each other up. Same with men. Reu Mabu. I was like, wow. Hmm. So it's hard for me to see the best couple when it comes to <laughs> anything on this list. That wasn't Kaguya-sama, yeah. Love is War. When I see a couple, again, I didn't see Attack on Titan Season 3, so it's hard for me. I haven't seen Maidens in your Savage Season. Yeah, and I haven't seen that no, either, so it's it's hard for me to genuinely say. Again, this is the one category where it's like, in terms of couple, it had to have been the anime yeah. where it was about the actual couple where the anime itself was designed specifically for those for two. Anime. I'm surprised. Honestly, it didn't have like a, a fruits basket on here. Oh, that's true. But I guess in that one, because none of them become implied that I, in season two, I think they will be, cause there's no implication in the first season of her, who she is going to pick. Yet. Oh, I figured yeah. it was already so implied that but, she's picking cat. Yeah. But, um, in terms of best Spoilers. couple, the back, I, that's why I said implied. <laughs> but it did come out. This is like a remake of a anime that came out years ago. So oh, really? Yeah. Fruits oh. Basket came out before, and they just redo it with new touches, just like they did Sailor Moon and uh, Card Captured Sakura. Mm. But the winner is... Of course, yeah. it should be. It is Kaguya-sama. I mean, again, there was n- nothing that can hold it. Do they even recognize each other as a couple at the end, or are they still beefing about... Uh, but they're not in love with one another. <laughs> well, they know they're in love with each other, but they don't know the other person. Oh, I was in love. Like, okay, yeah. still haven't. One of them like, hasn't. He acknowledges he likes her. He just won't let her know that. <laughs> Same with her. And she yeah. will go out of her way. She will plan her whole schedule and manipulate 50 different things and be like, oh, now I'm meeting you on the street corner out of coincidence. And it's like she popped her own tire, did this, did that. And fully strategize and set it up to be like, oh, oh and I, I love that. I, I do. Again, their back and forth dynamic of just trying to one up each other is the best part of this series. Great couple. I hope to see again another season out of them. The so next one is best fight scene. Best fight scene. And best fight scene is one of those things where it was really difficult as well because there was we didn't really watch fake Grand Order. We didn't check out. No. I mean, I didn't check that out. Now, I can't get into the Fate series, to be honest. I just can't. It's I don't hard. know. It's hard to say that because the action is nice. It looks beautiful. Yeah. I feel like it for us, this should be an anime we should have gravitated to. Like, why? Why can't we get into it? Uh, For me, um, I'm just bored. I watch it, I'm bored, to be honest. 
I try to watch Fate Zero. I, the only one I finished was um, uh, the the original uh, Fate. Uh, not Fate Zero. Uh, they they did one an uh, old one back in the day that I did that mm-hmm. watched that they remade it called like the Steelworks Unblade Unlimited Blade uh, Works did, or something like did, that. I watched the first premise because they did different endings because it's based off uh, one of those choose your adventure. Yeah, it's like a, a like a graphic novel yeah, graphic in a way, novel thing. like a visual uh, novel. Visual novel. Uh, so I watched that first one, and then I tried to watch Fate Zero because it sort of gets good. I just wasn't into it. I, I guess I may not been in the headspace, but it's definitely something that is. You have the fights, but it's very narrative driven. Like mm-hmm. you have little things sprinkled out the story because it's about this big battle. Mm-hmm. And I just know Fate Grand Orders differently because it's more like I think it's more fighting in that one. Uh, but because I haven't finished Fate Zero, I just haven't been like feeling like going to Grand Order. That's fair. Uh, I don't know. I just, again, I think there is, sometimes I gotta accept there's shows that just, I'm just not gonna like. Now, out of all these, okay, so we've watched the Thorfinn and the Thor call together, and that was a great fight scene. I mean, that Tanjiro and Nezuko versus Rui is one of the best fight scenes I've seen in a while. Well, it was the deliverance. There was so much to it. I mean, it was almost like, it gave me the same feeling personally as um, Goku fighting Frieza again. Oh, wow. Like, in terms of when I was a kid and I got those goosebumps, I got hyped up. I got super into it. The thing that pops out out of all the anime is Goku fighting Frieza because that was what pumped me up starting. And what gave me a similar feeling in terms of going through adversity, you know, is this character can potentially die? What's going to happen? Beautiful music that kind of haunts throughout it. That Tanjiro and uh, Nezuko versus Rui's, I mean, it was such a good fight scene, such a good episode as a whole that it went viral. Mm. I mean, yeah, did. different people who don't watch anime were mentioning and talking about it, and it was putting anime on the map in a different way. And again, think about it. There's been so many, I mean, we see shonen anime like this all the time. Why did they not go viral? What's making that Demon Slayer, that scene, for some reason, that's kind of a generic, oh, he's, you know, fighting to avenge something, it's something he's lost, he's killing basic enemies. Why did that stand out so much? Honestly, I, th- I just go with the artwork and how beautiful everything went, but you're right. It's like, how what made this different from everything else? And that's what's so crazy, because it's just like, again, this was, it, this was so good at that time. This was the only fight scene as an adult that I actually went immediately back after I finished and rewatched at least that fight part again, mm-hmm. or sp- kind of like the ending ten minutes again because it was so great. So I want to rewatch Demon Slayer. Sheesh! I'm gonna wait like a year before I do that. <laughs> like we have quite a lot yeah. to already watch. I'm not adding. And that, when that movie comes out, I just know we're going to go see that. Oh yeah, sure. I'm seeing. We're seeing that opening day. Yeah. That's the Tale of the Infinity Train. Yeah. That's gonna be I'm dope. Excited for that. But we, we didn't really watch the mob one. I mean, I, I watched that in live action. That was good. Mm. Uh, Levy and Beast Titan, I've seen that. Yeah, that I was good. That. It wasn't as good as what you know people say. I don't think it's that great. It's more well, Levy being Levy. Well, yeah, exactly, which is what he always does. So it's hard for me to say, hey, that scene tops everything else. I think there was a cooler scene when he was fighting uh, in season three where he's fighting the guys who have guns and stuff. And he's dodging bullets. So yeah. That's cooler to me where... He's going through, he's flying through the city, and these people are just shooting at him. Like, there's a different things of fighting a big humanoid thing when you actually have, you're fighting against your own 
people yeah. who are trying to kill you. On zip you lines. On zip lines. And it's stuff. so cool. And dot and, and zipping through as quickly as possible. And all you have is your sword. So it's not like you can just zip up and attack them right on. You had to be very smart and strategic. Now, did what did you think about that Ember Crimson vs. Metallic? Now, first, first of all, did you think that was the best fight scene in JoJo's Golden Wind? Uh, I don't think it was the best fight scene. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the most clever, but it's... What was it's, clever about it? It's just how uh, Emperor Crimson ends up winning that fight scene. Um, it's clever, but it's not... It's how you want to... How you view the best fight scene. Do you view it as something that is hype, where it's like you see two forces fighting against each other, and one person finally wins up, or you like a fight where... Uh, two forces are fighting, but one uh, one person see- appears to be losing, but ends up coming back to be the winner. So I'm like very like clever and smart about it. And that what well, that one I think I think what's hard about uh a golden wind season is that there's fight scenes, but there's so many different uh different fights that they don't. It's not like some of the previous season where it's like very like boom 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 boom. It's not a uh. A season three one of jojo it's very like the fights are all go but who is using their stand properly mm-hmm. in order to take out um and it, it wasn't terrible it was just like emperor crimson ones because he was he, he was smart and knew something that metallic did it so it was cool but i wasn't like man that I, it wasn't one like you were talking about frieza that you get hyped with like oh my gosh i'm just like oh cool like that so the winner of this best fight scene was none other. Well, that's what we expected. Well, yeah. Tanjiro versus Na- and Nezuko yeah. versus Rui. Uh, Demon Slayer is extremely popular, and honestly, if it's in the categories, most times gonna win. Yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah, unless, as unless, it should. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's hard for me to say that. I mean, I can see why that's got the best fight scene in terms of I wish- for the series, but the one that will always stand out to me, person, and don't get me wrong. Every Demon Slayer fight, I was on the edge of my seat. I can say that there was no weak fight scene in that whole series. I'll stand by every one. But the one that I personally liked the most was the dude fighting in the three six in the room that would constantly change. I thought as a whole, the way those camera angles were and what happened, it was one of the most coolest things I've ever seen. It was so cool to me. And I have not seen anything like that in an anime, like personally. Mm-hmm. So it's like that one stood out to me a little bit more. But again, they kind of ended on a high right there. Yeah. So next one is best score. I mean, when you think of best score. Damn, and that's a tough category for me because I don't. Nah. When you think of best score, best score isn't just ending theme songs or, you know, the opening that gets you hyped. It's it's the thing that complements the artwork. It's the thing that puts the goosebumps kind of on your arm i mean when you think of best score it's the thing that almost like wraps everything together and ties it with a beautiful bow that's when i think of best score so it has to be iconic music or specific sounds that kind of stay with you even after that anime ended and when i think of like best score i think of hey do i want this would i listen to this music normally yeah am i going to listen to this is it good enough to where it can stand out by itself kind of away from everything and so when you think of anime with like a really good score does anyone like in particular come to your mind anime with a really good score or you're just like hey that background music kind of throughout it is really interesting 
So while you think of that, like for me, like a big thing that kind of really stood out to me in terms of like a score, um, which is just like basic kind of background music that kind of ties it all together, is going to be something similar to um, a personal favorite of mine, Bake Monogatari. Yeah. Because there's not too much action that happens throughout it. What they do is they add beautiful, complex dialogue that's incredibly fascinating and then they have constant a uh, background that's always moving or there's always something happening in the background that's unique and contrasting. So it'll be like a white room with a bunch of red books. So it gives you a very nice visual. OK, but then what it does is it gives you kind of a soft little kind of jazzy hum or just like a soft little beat that kind of wraps it all together. And then it gives you like this really nice calmness. And so like that one stood out to me or like, for instance, Jojo's. Like JoJo's has a great score kind of throughout it in terms of the music that they use or like jo- um, Giovanni's or not. G- uh, what's, his, what's the main character's name? I don't want to butcher his name. What? Uh, Br- uh, the main Jornal? character, Golden Wind. Journal. Yeah. His uh, theme song where it was pretty much like it's iconic. I actually had that theme song stuck in my head for a long, a long time. So it's hard for me to sit there and say, I mean, Dr. Stone, Dr. Stone for this. I mean, is a great nomination for this because there's different times in Dr. Stone where I, the music gave me goosebumps. So my major thing is, is if I'm going to consider this a good score, am I getting any form of goosebumps? Does it hit my soul? Is it give me like a form of almost like slight euphoria, euphoria where I'm just like, wow, this beat stood out, you know, above everything that was powerful or this scene would be different if it wasn't for this song that was in the background. So for you, I mean, when you kind of think about it in in the past, was there anything that really kind of stood out to you where you're like that background music? Now, we can also say even in terms of video games, because video games do the same thing where you're like that background music. If they would have used any other song, the scene would be different. Honestly, for me, it's tough because I I think I need to start like really listening to the the manga to hear how it does. Because I feel like for manga, I always... I don't appreciate the background score as much as the, the anime as much as I do like just the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I don't really take my time to say, "Oh, how does the music in the background fit this scene?" Um, so a lot of my examples when I hear a score, I think of like video games. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that have always got me because when I hear a best score, I bought I bought these from these uh, these video games specifically, and that is a score from both Near games, Near and Near Automata, and uh, Crisis Core. The score, everything fit perfectly in those, in it where the music just fit the scene perfectly, and I could see, I got more emotionally driven by it because of how the song goes and how the music is and how beautiful everything is. So, I mean, I think video games because you're the one in control, yeah. it has a lot more pressure to have a more intense score, and For it's sure. easier to notice because in anime you have so many different things kind of hitting you at once. It's hard to almost isolate that track. Yeah. It really is. I mean, sometimes they stand out and you can, but like video games, it's I can think of many different games that have stood out in terms of score. Like my number one favorite score of a video game of all time is The Witcher. Mm. I think because they use a lot of Slavic instruments. They use a lute in terms of it. They use uh, this weird style violin that I've never seen before. There's so many different things in there. And I listen to it on Spotify. There's seven or eight songs that stand out that are very ambient, ambient in terms of kind of slow paced, beautiful music. And again, to me, there's there's not a day that goes by so far at least within the past three months that i haven't listened to a song from the witcher on my spotify 
that's how powerful it is and there's so many songs that just hit me in different ways where they like you can hear that song and you know exactly where it happened in that video game or that one point where it's like that song played and it like hits you in the hardest feels possible and so games like near for instance or you know final fantasy final fantasy is notorious for having such a good score really really stand out but in terms of anime i mean right now we have the rising of the shield hero jojo's demon slayer attack on titan carolyn tuesday and dr stone out of all of this, we already we already know who won it. Or yeah. personally, I am incredibly happy. Actually, I didn't know who won it. I honestly <laughs> thought it was going to be mother. Uh, I thought it was going to be Rising of Shield here. I you know what, y'all, out your goddamn mind. I guess uh, I can see it could be <laughs> Carol on Tuesday because the anime itself was about music. Yeah, so it has to be nice little square. So if like your anime is about music and you lose the music category, then maybe you didn't do it right. Sure. But I actually went back on Spotify, looked up Kevin Pinkin himself oh, wow. and actually listened hit the first two songs of for Rise of the Shield Hero for the OST is absolutely amazing. What he does is he has he actually plays this like flamenco guitar kind of throughout it and it it's beautiful. And I again this I have a couple things where I've checked out on Spotify for this guy before this even popped up on the awards. Cause I'm the type of person where it's like I can watch a meme video and there could be say it could that meme video can last say twenty minutes and there could be different clips of, you know, different videos kind of throughout it because it's yeah. like a compilation. Well, I'll sit there and I will hear one clip for 10 seconds and I'm like, I need to know what that song was. There's something about me where I, the music is one of the most important things and I have, I always have an ear for it. Like I'm always listening. Okay, what is that? I need to know it. So I'm happy. I mean, it's cool. Carol and Tuesday one again, I, it's showing that Netflix did a good job picking up this anime and they're definitely they have good choices because again castlevania devilman crybaby mm-hmm. they have baki they are investing into anime and it's paying off i mean it's obviously making a difference now in terms of the next one when you think of like an anime that pumps you up it's all about characters yeah. right i mean safe to say you have to identify with characters or the characters have to look interesting so when you think of character design, I mean, uh, tell us about what you see in terms of those the Crunchyroll list. So Crunchyroll, uh, just going down. A lot of it shows that we've seen a lot in this. So I feel like a lot of the Crunchyroll uh, anime picks are very like the same, like the same anime in every category. But that being Carolyn Tuesday is one of them for character design. Doctor Stone, uh, Sarah's. An- Sara Zamai, still show I didn't watch. Dororo, Doro, uh, Love Is War, Kag- uh, Kaguya-sama, and then Vinland Saga. Um, out of all these, um, the one that I found the most impressive was actually Doctor Stone. I liked how um, uh, the artwork of how it showed that when they got uh, unpetrified, the little cracks appears in their skin. It looks like, and it's something that they don't really address, but it's like that they they were like they were affected from being petrified that they there's dents and stuff in their bodies of how it worked. And I just thought it was just really like 
a, a cool nuance and every character has its their own unique look and, and beauty so it's not like it, it's very just it feels very like big because not you don't have like some animes have the syndrome of you know who's going to be a main character or a, a side character because of the color of their hair mm-hmm. and dr stone everyone is uniquely detailed that you don't know if they're going to be big or have a small part mm. ultimately that's how i felt anyway mm-hmm. see and i like what you said about dr stone because uh when I look at this biasly, yeah. Dr. Stone's characters oh, really stood out. And honestly, the main artist got a lot of flack for how he designs women. Like in uh, anime, I heard a lot of people flack? getting like pissed off over like the way he designed, the way women look in his anime look very strange compared to most men. At least that's why I've seen online. Okay. Now, for me personally, I like the way everyone looks in his anime. Kohaku, I think, looks awesome. I like the way their features are. I think they look really unique. Now, it's hard to say a best character design category is really a category without a JoJo's like in there. Because mm. it's like, at this point, all their character designs are so unique. I mean, they really are. But if JoJo was in this category, I think it would win it kind of every time. So I guess I understand why they didn't add that here. Now, when I think of character design, though, I love Kaguya-sama, but those are basic bland characters. You can substitute that anime, and they can apply in any slice-of-life anime. Dr. Stone seems very unique for, like, the premise. Vinland Saga? I don't think it stands out in terms of characters of design for me personally, for me to say, hey, you know, these characters really yeah. stand out. Because, again, it could be in anything. I just like the artwork of it because how it shows the hyper, the fight and stuff. But the characters are but characters. But yeah. uh, and Carol and Tuesday looked really good, you know, in terms of their characters. But uh, it didn't stand out personally mm-hmm. for me. The one that did stand out as a character design was the fact that this character's design technically changed throughout the anime. Because he acquired his actual parts. So his design slowly changed. Who he was slowly changed. He went from a mute not having skin to de- being able to develop pain. Being able to now like have real limbs. Being able to have skin on his face. And now it's not just this red freaking hunk of meat. I mean, out of all this, I would have to say in terms of a, prog- a character that progressed, it wasn't the same cutout kind of thing. It would it would have to be Dororo. I mean, Haiku. You know what sucks? While what? I'm talking, it's very hard to concentrate on talking when you know your cat shits in the litter box right behind yeah. you. Like <laughs> uh, you have this like half shit smell kind of go throughout your house, and you're just like, how am I supposed to talk about Dororo? <laughs> That's what I was like. I'm like, my, my nostrils peaked. I was yeah. like, I was yeah, like, my nostrils not only peaked. I'm like, I didn't even feed that cat. Like, how you shouldn't? Not like, only, not only is she, I felt like the cat sh- shadow me. That's how, that's <laughs> yeah. how close this. Like, like, it's <laughs> on the other side of the room, and yeah. it's almost like it was right behind you. <laughs> yeah. Like, this like, so yeah. overpowering. It's like you could tell it didn't even try to like cover up the smell of its own <laughs> shit. There was no sand on it, nothing. It was just like shit. I'm out. <laughs> that's fucked. So. That's the terrible smell that we're dealing with right yes. now. So again, Dororo actually made or Dororo made the most sense to me, and that's the one who won mm. because his design fully did kind of change from the first episode all the way out. And also, 
they kind of changed the character design because if you looked uh, the original design because it was based off an old anime yeah. that was a uh, kind of more like an Astro Boy style uh, character uh, vibe. And it doesn't look anything remotely close yeah. to that anymore. So they also took a chance, chance, darkened up the tone, and gave. And you have this character who's slowly yeah. getting all his body parts back. And it and it was uh the original Doro. It was more like silly based and stuff. Mm-hmm. They made this one more darker, mature with it. Like it still had the uh a, the s- same premise, but it wasn't as like dark and eerie, whatever. So mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. They changed the character design and they also told a different story that is highly unique and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so kind of going back now we got the nominees for the best animation and when you think of best animation i mean it has to be stuff that's visually beautiful visually pleasing what are the nominees uh the nominees are attack on titan season three fate grand order absolute demonic front babylon sorrows of the (laughs) demon slayer Mob Psycho season two and Vinland Saga. Again, um, as because we're going through this list like roll by roll, I just feel like it's always the same shows. And I, and again, what I did like about Crunchyroll is like they used, uh, they had I'm not sure they used the public as much, but I know they used big YouTubers to uh, like I think either send nominees, but also vote on the nominee list. So maybe that's why I got shorted out that there was a whole bunch of nominees, but depending on which ones they fo- focus on, they gave a smaller category to then give to the wider audience to vote on. Mm. Uh, but a lot of these shows are just like, hmm. uh, when I think of the best animation of these, uh, because I, I didn't watch Mob Psycho 2, so I'm not sure on that. And Vanlin Saka is great and beautiful, but I always think about how Demon Slayer was able to capture both uh, an- uh, animation, but also look like a piece of art mm-hmm. being formed. Like someone is painting on a canvas with how they do uh, the waves of the uh, main character's um, water, the, his, his water powers and stuff. The little thing. It looks like a beautiful painting coming alive in front of me. Um, so that, that will be my winner if I had to pick, just because of those, those specific scenes. Well, that's also because we haven't and, seen Mob either. Yeah. I mean, what we do know and what we can say is Studio Bones knows how to do their shit bones knows how to do this stuff bones knows how to win and so i mean it's hard to say that because whether it's bones i mean mob psycho just did uh, they have so much beautiful colors kind of sprinkled throughout it that i really liked but as a fan it's hard for me to give up on Demon Slayer because yeah. personally, again, in terms of animation, the 360 room was cool. Yeah. In terms of uh, when he fought that guy that used the arrows and you have the character model, but then you had the arrow that kind of like highlighted and like would wrap around his arm. Yeah. I, I mean, certain things like that, that really stood out for me personally. I mean, it's hard for me to give it to anyone else, but again, Mob Psycho did win this. Yeah, and and it's weird too because my thing is like, it's I don't think season twos and season three like a new season of a show should win best animation because it's almost like you already know of the animation. It's not going to be a, a complete change unless it's like maybe like One Punch where it, it changes studios completely. Yeah, I can um, see that. But it's Bones, so Bones doesn't do bad work. And they don't. I know. I, I guess I'll watch season two, but I I. From what I watched, it didn't look any different from season one, you know. But but maybe the fight season today. I I thought it was still Mob Psycho. But uh, I still I love the show, so I'm not beefing about it. 
next category. Yeah. Now we don't really. Ca- yeah, it's not that just... I don't care, but I don't care. I mean, this it, is not something I think about that. All oh, there's a director. There's which maybe never it's... once where I would just like, hey, I can tell this anime is a product of this director. Yeah, I I, I can't tell that. I'm not either that into it or I just don't have that knowledge. Yeah. I mean, the one who won it was Attack on Titan. The two they had two directors. Yeah, uh, Tatsuro Akaraki and uh, Masashi uh, Kozuka, and that, it's cool. And I think the best thing is like we give obviously we give cre- directors their due when we do uh, the archive episodes. Um, but yeah, it's not a category I would think of. Uh, think of because after I watch a show that I love, like I know you watch a lot more. Like, did you ever go back and look at who created, who directed like Pokemonari and see if it was different? Because I think it would be more obvious if. I watched the show and loved the first season. Then the season two looked completely different, changed its style. Then maybe I'll bet what, why is this different mm-hmm. and see if it was because the director left or something. Well, but, yeah, they would have to yeah. do something that extreme for yeah. me to even notice. Take notice, yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, it's the same. As long as the art style and the direction is still the same, I mean, I'm not. I'm honestly not going to notice. So now we're going into the real category, the category that separates. The real men and women from the trashes, the pathetics, the <laughs> trashes that nobody cares uh, about, the yeah. the weak links, as you as I would say. Did I also guess wrong last year too? You did because oh, yeah, last did. year it was that was uh, what's her name from uh, that one show I watched all last year too. That was like well I watched all of 2019 anyway. Um, name escapes me. I know. Wait, it was one I would ride or die for too. Yeah, I would kill for this person. Uh, nah. Who was best girl of twenty? Best girl was that that chick from that. Uh, uh, it's it's like a Bakumotari, but it's not. It's uh. Oh duh. Okay, it's my. Yeah, my. Yeah, my. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you know what? This girl doesn't exist. But I want to apologize to the spirit of you just for you forgetting about my... you. We Real seen quick. this damn. We seen that movie in theaters. That yeah, movie made me tear up. It was such a. And she was best I was like, I was like, girl. My Sakurajima. But that was of 2018. 2019's best girl is different. She's on a whole different level than my at this point. This is only thing that got me because you said. Uh, well, I guess I'll let you continue. I'll let you introduce the cat, the nominees. So when it comes to this. What's exciting is, I mean, best girl stands out to a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, sometimes your best girl is someone that you won't ever expect or someone that will stay with you for years or someone that's just wrong and trashy and you just like identify with trash like, you know, like Amelia. So, I mean, there's certain different trash people out there and there's certain trash waifus where I feel like you just gravitate towards. So the nominees of Best Girl was Carol from Carol and Tuesday, because obviously no one gives a shit about Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Chica from Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Emma from The Promised Neverland. Kohaku, Dr. Stone. Nezuko. Let's go. Which doesn't say a damn thing and has one adorable moment every four episodes and is mostly in a box. And the real, the OG, the sword, the ride or die, Raftilia. I wonder why I hate Raftilia. You shouldn't. She was. Did we, the ride did or we die. start reading? Did we we start reading Rise of Shield Hero after it came out? Right. That we start reading light novels after the anime. I or? watched the very first episode. Okay. 
and no, it was the second episode. So right when he met Reftilia and he bought, he was going to buy her, but she was in that cage. And I was like, wait, he, this hero is about to buy a slave. And I immediately had to read it right after that. I had to know what was going to happen. I wasn't going to wait a week. And that's when I read the web novel all the way through. And it was bad. I, that's, that took a chunk of my life. I got, (laughs) I got huge into that again. And that's what got me into light novels. If it wasn't for that, like That's I, true, I yeah. don't think I would have dove in nearly as deep because then I went into Ari Furetta. I mean, how to rebuild a kingdom, and so and they're all East guys, freaking typical, <laughs> right? But when I think of Best Girl, again, the one who came out for me, number one, Best Girl to me is someone that has your back, someone that adds, that adds to the actual like experience. Someone where it's like if you take out that person, that anime would be dramatically different. Almost to where it's like the main protagonist, almost like almost couldn't do without him. Like Subaru couldn't do shit without Amelia. Like he really couldn't. Or well, that was his motivation. Uh, but that's the yeah. thing, and that's what uh, he couldn't because if you took out Amelia, his motivation, everything would be different when it comes to that. I can't say much when it comes to Carol, and I can't really say much when it comes to Emma. Kohaku, I liked her. She was great. Great character. I don't think she's like top tier, like waifu best girl though. Chica, good. She has her own cult following. I that girl was dumb. I don't <laughs> think so. Not the Nezuko had adorable, cute moments. She cracked me up. It's hard for me to say best girl when you have one ounce of dialogue through twenty four episodes and it is Blood arts, yeah. exploding blood. Is That's what you're saying. To the very beginning of the show, exactly, and Honor. everything else is grunts. And mm-hmm. the only reason why people even consider her best girl is because of how her character is drawn. Yeah, like she, she looks, looks adorable. adorable, has the like baby eye, like yeah. blue eyes, cute. I mean, definitely does look cute. And anytime you see her, she's always drawn in a a way that makes her have to be cute have to be adorable you know because don't like make her eyes really small in like one yeah. scene and stuff like that yeah. like dots, so. but when you're down and out when the whole world is against you when you're by yourself you're isolated everyone hates you raftilia was the only one that had this guy's back he was discriminated against. He was spit on. He was shit on. I mean, people tried to con him. They called him a rapist. She had his back. Helped him clear his name. If it wasn't for Raftilia, Shield Hero would have been dead. Completely changed everything. I mean, she even like became his slave on her own free will when she got freed. I mean, when he was publicly embarrassed in front of everyone, he was mentally broken. She was the one that was there that was like, I I believe in you. You know, I will always be your sword. And she said that a few times through the anime where it gave me goosebumps because I'm just like, that right there is the real ride or die. That's what I look forward to. I mean, it's real character progression. And it only kind of gets enhanced throughout kind of uh, the rest of the actual story. I mean, there's times where she kind of fell out for sure. Yeah, and, that, and that's something I forget. I forget about when once Rotilia came to him and hugged him. That was the first time he actually could start like tasting food. food. Yeah, he like, he lost he, his he whole lost, taste. Good lost. point. Yeah, and, that, and how powerful that was! Like, why can't I taste this now? I'm like, 
the things actually felt like he felt hope and stuff and a feeling that he can actually succeed because he actually had someone who actually believed you know now as let's be honest man as straight men we judge best girls and best boys dramatically Dramatically different the way we judge a best girl is based off waifu material okay how do we normally judge a best boy what makes best boy best boy is either he's someone who uh hypes me up or he's someone that i would have my squad if i was like transported to a, a east sky uh anime where i get to pick who's going to accompany throughout my adventures i would have that person with me because either he's is strong funny or just a cool companion that's why that's how i look at best boy mm-hmm. like he's actually someone i'll be like oh, i'll be cool to hang out with this guy and and uh rock be a team fight something so out of the um the nominees what do you think about the nominees so far that Crunchyroll did? So the nominees so far are Bruno from JoJo, uh, Go to Win, uh, Kanata from Astra, Lots in Space, Mob from Mob Cycle Season 2, uh, Hai Kumaru from Doro Doro, uh, Naru Zhao from How Heavy Are Your Dumbbells, and then Tanjiro from Demon Slayer. Um, I, when I first looked at this category, I really looked from a lens of who was not only like best boy, but just like almost like the squad. Like you knew that he was determined to do what is best. So a lot of my vote went to Tanjiro because I love Bruno. I just don't like not a lot of people watch Jojo enough, or especially go to win to actually be like, yeah. Uh, so Tanjiro was my first pick. I Again, uh, no, Tanjiro might be, is that your pick personally? My, no, my pr- pick would be Bruno. But Tanjiro was a more pick where I, I felt like it was obviously going to go to him or maybe Mob. Um, I mean, I can see yeah. both. But why would you say, in your opinion, that Bruno is better than Tanjiro? Um, I'm more going for the character arc of Bruno. Uh, we get a lot more because it's the first we get a lot more of his character development because it has to be in all in one season kind of wrap up how they do this. So so. His, his life and everything that led to his moment of making a decision to kind of to to out- quit his principles, the gang that he swore allegiance to, in order to save a young girl's life, really made him go like, this guy is ride or die. And to a point where things happen, and he was willing to give his everything in order to make sure something was accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spoil everything, but he's just someone who has, like, he has very strong principles that doesn't stop him from like, achieving what he wants to achieve. And and it just, I don't know, he was almost like, he had, he, again, there's sometimes you watch anime, and I guess it could be goofy, where you, you look up at the person, like, I, I am fascinated with how someone can create a character so rich and detailed that it feels like a real person, that mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, I want that person to be my mentor, or something. Yeah. I want that person to be someone I use as an example of who I want to be, and people will make it sound silly when he's like, oh, I look up to th- this character, it's like, that's an anime character, that's not a real person, but still, like, someone that feels so real to you that you'd be like, Hey, I want to be someone who has to live my, my live by my conviction so much that I'm not going to let anyone stop me from doing what I think is best. And Bruno, I has all that. He, he is amazing. Well, aspect. And, and that's the thing, man, that I, I think you hit it really well is the fact that there's certain characters out there that you can almost be like, Hey, I would actually want to be friends with that guy. There's also certain characters out there where you're like, Hey, this 
if that was real, they would be a mentor for sure. And not even if they're real, they're almost a mentor because they have such strong convictions to where you carry that with you. I mean, there's many different characters out there right now of anime that have changed me, changed my, the way I think as a human, the way I view other people, the way I discriminate, like it's all based Mm -hmm. off literally the mentors you have, whether they're real or not. I mean, think about it. If you, what's the difference between this person that's only in your life, like a teacher could be, could have made a huge impact on you. Right. But you're only with that teacher for X amount of time. Okay. What about this book? Now you're with that book for X amount of time, but that same book, you know, there's a character in it, just like a teacher that gives you just as much advice, just as much things hit you. What's the difference? Whether it's real or whether it's not, it's almost irrelevant. The lost at that point, it doesn't mean anything. What matters is this idea now got brought to you and now inspired you and changed you to be a person for better or worse. Most, I mean, most of like me and people I know who didn't really have a father figure had to rely on anime or had to rely on specific video game characters so they can have some form of mentorship. Cause when you have nothing, you're going to gravitate towards something. Yeah. And it's like you're, I mean, and that's unfortunately kind of how it is. And I can say this and I can say this and fully mean it 100%. My best mentors have been from anime or have been from video games in some way or another where they'll say one cool thing or it's like, don't be like just basic stuff like don't hurt women or not don't hurt women, (laughs) but don't like abuse and stuff like that. Or don't be a bully where it's like, if you would tell me that, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. But then you see it in a specific context in an anime where you're like whoa he just fought them oh man now he just said that that resonated with me hard hey that's now something that will be in the back of my mind for the next 20 years of my personal life and it's like when you think of like an anime mentor like do you have like anyone that kind of sticks out to you where you're like man i i genuinely feel like i learned a lot from that person Uh, anime mentor there's I think there's so many that come to mind. I would have to sit down and really like go through uh, shows I want, but I feel like one ones were like uh, just from this list. I would say Mob is great. Besides, you know, I, Bruno was amazing, but I think I like Mob too, just because he really showed me about how I used to feel of being like uh, shy and isolated, but how much it took me to make how important it was for me to make friends and actually improve myself. Besides what I thought was my, my gift. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, there's other things in life that can make my life more enriching and how you not only need to change, like grow, but don't feel like you need to change yourself completely in order to fit in. You can mm-hmm. still be you and also grow. And mob, I think mob does a good job of showing that. Um, my, my biggest one, it's not, I would say for video games would be Zach fair. He's always been the one. I, I just, he is who I want to like, I don't want to say idolize, but he is like my go-to. Like he's always something I have picture of him on my phone and stuff like that. Like this is a character that was everything I wanted to be and mm. aspects of like how strong he lived by his principles and how like he didn't let anyone detract from him, even when he wasn't the most powerful guy in the room. And I just, well, I love that they made that character. And I'm hopefully when uh Final Fantasy seven and remake, remake comes out that they still do him justice as they did in the other ones oh man i really hope so i definitely we'll do 
when I think of like a mentor or just someone where I almost modeled a part of my identity after seeing them, where I was almost inspired because like personally, their outlook of life, how they react to problems, how they kind of go through things. A um, couple that stick out to me personally, first thing, and the one that sticks out in terms of like mentorship would be Onizuka from GTO. The fact that he was this gangster teacher that would kind of would help people out and he had great advice and he had his own fuck ups. He had his own insecurities, his own things, but he was genuinely caring, but not enough to be like, I have no problem burning the world for you. Yeah. Like, I really respect that. Yusuke Yurameshi was someone I idolized. I always have and always will. His no nonsense, fuck you type of mentality, I will always like. And what's cool about Yusuke is he's the one that taught me don't give a shit. Don't care. Just don't care about their opinion. Don't care. Like, stick up for yourself, you know, your friends. Be loyal to your crew. And that's really about it. Yeah. And there's certain things about that that really kind of hit me personally hard. Bash the Stampede. Yeah, that's Stuck out really hard. His whole idea of love and peace and trying to be a good guy, even though all these people are trying to hurt him and cash in on him and destroy his life. They don't give a shit. And he's genuinely just trying to get by. And again, there's certain themes that I can connect with that in terms of reality where I'm like, yeah, you know, everyone's trying to hurt you, not because it's negative against you. They're just naturally selfish. That's not a bad thing. I mean, it really isn't. But. It's one of those things where it's like if you can understand and you can really live with it, you can actually turn that almost as like a predict, like a strength because that's what makes people then predictable. And so there's a lot of things that I feel like, again, from certain different animes where I'm just like or certain different series where it just hits me a lot harder than the average person like definitely would. So, I mean, when I come and I look at kind of best boy, I mean, from Tanjiro to Mob, you know, this list. I don't, I mean, for this, I, it's, Tanjiro would be the only one I myself would consider. Only because, again, I didn't see that part that kind of stood out for you for Bruno. Bruno. Yeah. But Tanjiro was the only one where he adapted to Inosuke in terms of, like, to the point to where you made this, like, uncivilized person kind of want to be your friend and follow along with you. He adapted to that crying little freaking weak ass crappy thunder guy i hate that guy (laughs) he straight up tried to fight that big demon at the very beginning that tried to kill like or that one dude and the trials and he was just like i should run away from him i can do that he didn't let himself he overcame his fear and like really just like put his life on the line for it even that part when he fights uh who would become like one of his leader who got him to become a demon uh slayer the one guy where you do the axe in the air. I rewatched that scene yeah. a few weeks ago, and it was such. It's one of the coolest scenes I've yeah. seen. He knew he was going to get beat up. He was, but he strategized. He thought, okay, maybe this one shot, all or nothing on this one shot. I thought that was so awesome. And so, I mean, for me, out of all of it, best boy, it would have to be Tanjiro. Although, again, if you're a hardcore fan and you really check it out, I can see how Bruno yeah. makes a really good case. I'm, I'm happy with Tandro winning. Like, he's someone who I like. If, if not Bruno or Mob, like, Tandro's a great choice, honestly. He's great. He fits everything that I would want in a best boy. He was <laughs> someone I would hang out with and join his crew if I was in the Demon Slayer world. Yeah. I would want to hang out with Tandro. Definitely, I can see that. Now, 
that's you know the people that pump us up but there's also the opposite people that pump us up the the people that give us almost that negative reinforcement the people where it's like now nah, you got to get better than despite or you got to get better in for your revenge or stuff like that the antagonist yeah there's no series out there that has a really good protagonist where I feel like that's going to last for years that doesn't have a well-developed antagonist as well. So out of our list of antagonists, kind of what do you think from the Crunchyroll winners? Uh, so the nominees are I Magase from Babylon, Asklin from Vinland Saga, Isabella from The Promised Neverland, Angela from Carol on Tuesday, Gowl from One Punch Man Season 2, and Overhaul from My Hero Academia Season 4. Uh... Some of these characters I feel like aren't what I would consider villainous. I would want to. I would, would love to hear your definition of it. But uh, Isabella, I didn't feel like is a villain. I think she is a victim of circumstances Ooh. that uh, that happen. Asklan, I would say that he is awesome. I would say the same thing: a victim of circumstances. Like he lives in a world where uh, that what you said earlier was good. Like sometimes you you have to be selfish. And that you gotta accept that that person being selfish doesn't mean that they hate you or anything. Like they had their own ideals and stuff, and sometimes it's either you're in their way of their ideals, or they're going to use you in order to fulfill those things. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we live in day uh, today. Um, and the rest, like I, I just got introduced to her in Babylon, so I don't know how twisted she will. I still don't watch Carol on Tuesday. Gal, I think he was great, but um, what top, what's weird about him is like. Um, I th- I feel like I was more overhyped by him when I heard about him when I watched like little videos about from the people who was far in the manga, but when I saw him in One Punch Man season two, I always thought that oh he's all right, but the main character of the show beats him down like he's nothing, so he's not very he doesn't instill like that fear in. and overhaul again I think I was overhyped by him and when he came it was great but also it didn't feel like it it lasts I feel like it was very. Quick. Flash in the everything, pan style. Everything like boom, like once it came to it, everything just happened, mm-hmm. and then uh, I'm now going to see the the overall effects. Uh, it wasn't just, it wasn't like um, all might fighting uh, uh, the main bad, the guy for who had uh, one for all. Uh, was it all for one? No, the one who had all for one, the main villain, mm-hmm. his other that guy it wasn't that kind of fight. It felt like more of. Uh, circumstance fighting that helped him out to achieve so overhaul his his reasons weren't as strong as convictions to be make a villain hmm. but yeah i would love to know what would you define as a villain what is your definition of a villain a villain i would say is anyone that puts probably their own interest above kind of the greater good okay. i would say that would kind of just be my off-the-cuff definition okay. because again you might be a form of circumstance. I mean, which definitely sucks. You sacrifice a child. You're still a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, regardless, you still, you know, for instance, this guy has done nothing wrong with you, but you still kill him. You're still kind of a piece of crap. So, I mean, Oh, Oh, I, I have nothing to say on Carol on Tuesday. Cause I don't see how Angela could be, uh, which that anime is only about music and singing. Yeah. Can match someone that's sadistic, as anyone else on this yeah. list, because Angela's like, if she's doing anything dirty, it's so she can win. Yeah, and it's a it's a seeking competition. If that's what the premise is, like, you're gonna do what you're gonna do what you need to take to in order to win. Like, I won't say like hurt someone and be, do like uh, you know, bash a leg in like uh, what's her name, 
the ice skater forgot her name but came to mind but that's uh, the thing yeah, though it's like i mean worst case that's what they're doing is bashing a leg in. yeah i mean overhaul straight killed a villain yes. in front of his friends no questions asked garo straight up hunted heroes didn't give a single shit yeah. fought what 10 heroes 10 on one and beat the brakes off them before like others got this involved. This is him being wounded. He was he was still recovering from uh, a fight. Yeah, that was right. At, yeah, a fight from before that, and recovering from getting put through the wall from our the yeah. Saitama. Oscalad at this point is to me probably the scariest villain. Yeah, because I would say he would be the villain that can inspire you to change. Yes, in terms of he's the one that you can identify, and those those villains that showed that where it's not black and white. Yeah. Where now it's like, hey, maybe I would follow that guy. That's what genuinely scares the shit out of me as a person. So he, he does have great charisma. Where point where I liked him a lot, and I saw that he did something. I was like, I my ideals of who he was was not the person he is. And I was like, what, what? Why did he do that? And then he said, he's like, this is my reason. He's like, if you're not, it's all about me and what I can do. You're you're as only as useful to me. And until I need you, if if I find that you are not useful, bye. I don't, I don't care. And yep. I was just like, damn, he's he's extremely powerful because he's someone that I would follow, but also be like, if I if he lost uses, I'd be like, hey, this is my own fault. More like, oh, oh, I see that he's not a person who's like, he's gonna make sure that you're all right and you're your best friend and run through a battle to make sure you're all right. Exactly. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. so for me, out of all these villains, I would say Oscalad was the yeah. one that stuck out for me the most. But out of everyone, he might be charismatic. He might have killed a lot of people. Yeah. Pretty sure he didn't kill a bunch of kids, though. Mm. So the winner of this, is not really even a winner, mm. is Isabella from The Promised Neverland. Do you think that makes sense? I mean, she did sacri- <sighs> sacrifice a lot of children to demons. Yeah. I think she has a tragic story if you watch it all. But I also feel like this. It, a lot of people can say, I wouldn't do this. But if you're really staring life, death in the face, and they said the only option is for you to become, uh, the only option is for you to raise kids as cattle, you might you might do it. You might be like, at least this way I can live. You might be so broken from the, the things that you have seen, loved ones and stuff die, that you're just like, I don't want to just give up. And there's a part in that one I don't want to spoil, but it also feels like as an antagonist, she things happen where she felt like they did, but I couldn't do. And I'm ashamed of that. Like, and I'm happy that they were able to do that, but mm. it's going to be a long road. Yeah. And I, that's what I thought was just powerful with that aspect. Like, hmm. But it, it's not crazy. I guess I could see that. Now, what do you think separates because best boy from best protagonist? What would you say is the difference? Um, to me, best protagonist is someone. And this is tough because I got to see because there's certain characters in like books where you don't want you like when you think of Harry Potter series, a lot of people don't say Harry Potter is your favorite character. It's all this other people because. Those characters, can, well, those people can go eat a dick. You think Harry Potter's your favorite? Of course. That was the one I identified with the most. I mean, I had broken-ass glasses, came from a broken-ass <laughs> family. I felt identical to him like in, in so many different ways. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. He didn't know what was going on. You, you just know people were hiding shit from you. All right. But to me, a protagonist is someone that it's like almost he he is a safe 
slate where you can install yourself into that character. Who's better than Harry Potter? Ron Weasley? He can eat a fucking dick. That guy fucking like, sucked. Character growth Ron Weasley change, was so. weak. That guy uh, pissed me off. That guy was a shit friend. Will, shit friend? Yeah. He, he was a, abandoned Harry Potter four times throughout the series. That's a shit jealous. friend. And at the very end when Harry Potter Fuck. needed him, who stayed with him? Hermione. Hermione. Wasn't fucking Ron. Die. Ron's little bitch ass bounced and then came back. I will debate anybody about this. Ron was a little bitch. But him leaving was helpful because he ended up killing one of the Holocrocks. He too. was a bitch. He was just jealous. Yeah, jealous ass bitch. Yeah. That ain't a homie. If I want a hater, then all right, you're right. But I don't want no <laughs> hater on my side. Like, Maybe I use the wrong one. Like, straight up, like Frodo and Lord of the Rings. What about Frodo? Like, would he be someone that you buy? Oh, that he's he's my favorite character. Definitely not. Like yeah. that one makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter. I'm too passionate about that series. There's no yeah. way. I don't even think he should got with Guinea. I thought that was dumb. Yeah, he should I got with Hermione. I, I mean, that's, everyone says that. I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. It's like Guinea. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, you went after Cho Chang and then went, like, let me go after this, like, little redhead. I don't know. A little dumb. Um, Protagonist. What's the difference between best protagonist and best boy? Uh, protagonist is someone, like, if, if, if when you're reading a book, sometimes if you're a type to emerge yourself in it, you become the protagonist. Like, you feel like that, that's who you are. Um, usually someone that you gravitate towards when you think of, the, think of that show, they're the first person that comes to mind. And they're the... And they're ultimately the show that is designed around. Best Boy doesn't have to be the main character. It could be anyone. But protagonist is someone that this show, if they're a terrible person, you might not watch the show because, you know, it's designed for their lens or their telling. Mm. Um, so, yeah. So, out of best protagonists, we have Emma from Promised Neverland, Haiki Maru from Dororo, Saitama, which he shouldn't have even been in this category because he was not in that many episodes. And even then, it was only for a few minutes. That's a stupid, stupid choice. Crunchyroll, you guys are a bunch of gooses for that one. (laughs) Senku Uh, from Dr. Stone, Tenjiro Kamado from Demon Slayer, and uh, Toru Honda from Fruits Basket. Yeah. For the nominees, is there one that stands out for best protagonist for you? Um... I think the obvious one is Tanjiro. I love Saku, Dr. Stone. Ultimately, all these ones feel safe besides Saitama. They're all characters. I was like, yeah, they, they are the main protagonists of it. And I wouldn't be mad if any uh, of them won, any of them won mm. besides Saitama. Because you're right. He's barely in season two. And he he's, I think, I guess some people would say one of the reasons they dislike season two is because he's barely in it. Yeah, like, I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, I, like, I, I get that they're going to flush it out, but if they flush it out, it should have been a 24-episode yeah. series. Yeah. And, or a 24-episode season. Why, though I watched all One Punch Season 2, I still think Mob Psycho is a better series. Which but. makes no sense because you never even watch Mob Psycho season, watch season 2. Season you two. can't say Mob Psycho is better than one if you watch One Punch Man. One, one Punch Man came out before Season 2, and it's just a quicker watch. I don't have to concentrate as much because it's goofy. It's goofy. It's like, oh, fight this guy. Oh, fight this guy. Oh, you act like Mob Psycho. You're doing fight stuff on my calculations, oh. rocket science, and concentration. Yeah, you ain't doing no breathing stuff. techniques. He's, like, the, there's not going to be an episode on Saitama where a girl uh, gets her manuscript ripped up and Mob is picking up pieces off the ground. Okay, and putting them together. That how was powerful. That was a You're powerful see, one. You ain't gonna see a powerful am, moment. Freaking the powerful moment in uh, One Punch Man is him going to the market and then there being a sale. Or him killing the kale villain and and then taking the body parts home and cooking it. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. It just it's pure comedy. 
That's all. But that's true. You're right. So out of these protagonists, which Tandril, one has your vote? Tandril's gonna probably win. See, but Seku would have had my vote. To be honest. Senku would have my vote because Tanjiro was definitely best boy when it comes to this. Yeah, for sure. But Senku was as a character. His first, the way he looks, yeah. is very interesting. Yeah, how he interacts with people. Especially when I found out it was made by the IHO Twenty One guy. I was like, what? How smart like he is overall. The ability to use like science and to kind of like save to try to resave everyone. Yeah. I mean, Senku was definitely, I would say, as a protagonist, the one where it's like, just like you say, when I think of Demon Slayer, I kind of think of the overall like story itself. When I think of Dr. Stone, the yeah. first thing that comes to my mind is Senku. Mm. First thing. So the one who won best protagonist is Senku. Senku. Senku came up, beat, I mean, it's probably an underdog, I would yeah. say. Definitely beat Tanjiro, and I'm really happy yeah. to always see that, like always. And then we have pretty much... The we last can, we can final always, we can just category. go straight to who who we would know be end of the year. Yeah, especially out of this list, who was talked about the most, who which hyped the most, which was loved the most. Um, that isn't a season two of a series, and that was Demon Slayer, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, fair. I would say Somewhere. it was the one that we talked about weekly. We yeah. talked all the time when it came out. Yeah. I mean, I can't really see much other anime that can definitely top that and what that did for anime as a whole mob psycho is going to be great they'll probably i mean they'll probably make mentions of mob psycho for years to come yeah tanjiro though because it went or not tanjiro demon slayer because that went viral yeah that's the one where i'm just like wow that probably introduced a lot of people to anime and also i know like the first 15 volumes are like all sold millions of copies in japan yeah it hyped up because of anime that's the biggest reason they do anime is to re- get more sales and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Actually, I, was, I had a question. Do you know, was uh, did Shield Hero come out in the first season, the first quarter of the tw- 2019? Animes? Yeah, it was like January. It was January? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I was about to say, I, I wonder how many of those animes actually get picked as like finalists at the end. Because we saw Shield, but how many actually last besides that? Well, it's also hard because Cause it's so, when like, they come out at fresh. the beginning, yeah, it slowly just like, it will slowly kind of go obscure because think about it like when you have shield hero okay after that say you have slime okay now you have slime mm-hmm. now you have overlord so now say you have three good anime that all dropped but in different seasons of overlord was the last one that dropped you're gonna be thinking about overlord over shield Did hero slime come out in 2018 uh probably these are just right. generic examples yeah, yeah. but three like east kai all drop in different seasons yeah. and you look at overlord and we love overlord yeah i mean we definitely it. do and if Overlord dropped in say winter, we don't we're not thinking about then summer at that point. We're not thinking about the star of the year. We're thinking, holy crap, Overlord's amazing. That just made an impact, you know, all this. So it's almost unfair. I mean, for like an anime that comes out in the starting quarter, for that to almost get lost. Because that's what it usually does, is it ends up getting lost. Yeah. So I don't know when it comes to where I was going with that. <laughs> no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, you definitely like the ones that are hype, stay in your mind. The ones that you watched that weren't as, as like you didn't really gravitate towards. You might appreciate it, but it wasn't just love. Mm. You probably won't remember it over the next big, big one. Exactly. It could be just as good, but that good that came towards the end of the season 
is going to sh- overshadow that other good that you watched in the first scene because it's over and you kind of like moved on past it or had already processed the thoughts of it. Now, um, this right here was just the overall Crunchyroll Awards. I liked, yeah. I mean, for what I've seen, when they come around on YouTube again, if yeah. they do a live stream, I highly recommend people to watch it. Give it the support. Yeah. We want to support the community. Sure. Even if there was some cringy scenes that were yeah. kind of bad, it it was it overall was entertaining. They did a good job. I, like, I would see, like, I think it's going to be cringy regardless. Like, oh, it definitely especially will. Especially when it's not, when it's, you know, live and stuff. And you're really going off. Ah, and think about it. Those people are just like us. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're paid actors or anything. Yeah. They're not freaking Kevin Hart in the Oscars. Yeah. This isn't like, this is just, I mean, just normal people yeah. that just like anime. Just standard introverted nerds. Exactly. But, again, that was just our kind of recap for our the Crunchyroll Awards, kind of what we've seen. Damn, we went really it's long for just those like, damn <laughs> Crunchyroll Awards. I'm surprised we went so damn long uh, on just that. <laughs> like, dang, uh, that's crazy. So, overall, I mean, is there any anime you're watching right now? Um, Anime I'm watching right now? Um, yeah, for, like, the I'm, newer seasons, anything for, like, maybe season. older you're checking out? So, ones I'm continuing on is because uh, Hayaku came back, so I'm watching that. Uh, Ahiro no Sora, still sports anime is my life. Uh, I checked out uh, Inspector because you told me about it. I'm watching. I check. I'm checking out Darwin's Game, and I'm actually just looking through ones. Uh, just so I can see one now that I have a little bit more time because my quarter's almost over to actually catch up on some things I missed out. Um, so I still need to watch Plunder, and then I'm gonna watch some of the Amazon original shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm. I try to watch one show called. Uh, that's another like remake of an older anime called Orphan. Um, I just can't get past the first season. Oof. The first, I mean, not first season, the first episode. Mm. I think it's still it's very old school anime, like the how narrative works, and it's very like goofy with its premise too. So it, I'm making it hard. I'm gonna try to work my way through it because I know it w- was a popular one. I remember owning the PS2 game, so it is loved by a community. So I'm gonna just try to at least get back, at least do the three episode rule and and see, and let you know next time if I dropped it or not. Because I'm gonna sit down and watch three episodes. Because a lot of my time has been commuted to me watching uh, D and D live plays of people playing it. It's a critical role. That's and that's like two hours of time that I could watch like four episodes of that. So whenever there's another two month delay, we know <laughs> why. Or if there's ever a time where John is talking about all the animes he watched, and I have like three or two, and they're mainly sports animes. This dude's watching five nerds <laughs> in a damn living I'm room watching, play D and D live action. Critical Role's probably watching voice actors play D and D, and it got it just got me hyped because I want us to do one in the future. But we talk about that offline. So I'm trying to get one set up for. A space. I mean, as long as we don't play it every two damn months, then I'm definitely down yeah. to try that out. I mean, I am always down for that type of stuff. I think it would be really interesting. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's for me. What about you? Um, for me, I watched the first half of the season for Haiku finally. Nice. Definitely enjoyed kind of what I was seeing. I don't know if it deserves that amount of hype, but it's impossible to genuinely say that with only watching half of a season. Yeah. So I'm excited to see kind of what the next half has to bring. I'm slowly kind of pulling away from it naturally for yeah. some unknown reason. It doesn't make sense because, again, I liked what I've seen. Yeah. And I'm excited to see how the team's going to progress mm-hmm. and if they're actually going to not suck because these guys are yeah. pretty shitty. Um, that's kind of like the 
I don't want to say the main one I'm watching, but that's the one I checked out over. I'm still checking out this season two of East Sky Quartet every season that uh, that gets dropped. Mm. I'm on. Uh, I watched Seton Academy join the pack. So I've been kind of on that. That's just pretty much guy goes to school. Human goes to school. That's all about like it's all animals okay. and he hates animals. <laughs> so it's pretty much just him bitching about how he makes terrible decisions. What? And so that one, I, I've been checking that one out. Um, Inspector is probably the, I would say, my anime of this season or so yeah. far. Uh, oh, it would probably be either that or it'd be uh, Bullfury. Uh, okay. Because Bullfury is the full title. I don't want to get hurt, so I max out my defense. That's pretty much like female shield hero. That's all like really nice and cutesy. And she just overpowers, kind of breaks the game in dumb ways and gets these crazy stats. But I, f- I find myself watching it every single week. When it comes to the one that actually has my real curiosity that I'm I'm really enjoying, it's Inspector. I like the main character. I like actually both characters. I like how it's kind of a mystery in terms of them trying to figure out these uh, yokai spirits. And it has some Bakemono Guitari vibes for me personally. I gotta, I gotta watch anime. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. Yeah. And so, I mean, this is one that I, again, I keep up on as much as I really can. And so, and I just, I like the dynamics with the characters. Uh, they're really interesting. So I'm curious to see how this is coming out. And this is a Crunchyroll original too, right. which is really cool. I'm just, I feel like we're so lucky to be born in a time now because think about it. 20 Dang. years ago, yeah. 18 years ago, what do we have? We had Adult Swim. Yeah. And we had Fuji TV if we were lucky. Yeah. And, and Miami Network only on demand. And our and that's neither it. of our parents had that. So yeah. it was like, you got to maybe if it was free episodes, they released. And that's, that's the thing that made it very difficult. Where now it's like you have platform where Hulu makes their own exclusive stuff. Netflix is dumping millions of dollars into anime yeah. and getting that out there. Um, Crunchyroll is killing it in the anime game as well. And again, if it wasn't for these great sources, we wouldn't have as much entertainment as what we do today. We're yeah, very Crunchyroll lucky. Crunchyroll is killing so much that they're doing. I love how they're doing their original ones that they're actually taking these creators, like American creators and people who make web comics who aren't because in manga Japan is very exclusive to them. They don't really promote outside work unless you live in that community. So being to have your anime made in the, in America or any other place, be turned into a, a anime. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing because usually they see us as just comic book creators, but they can we can make these live action storytelling that's not all superhero based. Mm-hmm. That's heavy stories that are big, and I'm glad Crunchyroll is making enough money that they can actually produce this stuff. And I want to support it because some of the ones that they are bringing out, I'm interested in, and then hopefully they get what we talked about before we actually start recording get uh solo leveling because there it makes me even enjoy reading mangas knowing that oh i can that these this might actually become an anime one day and it's going to be hype to watch it in its full glory mm-hmm. yeah i mean we have we're very lucky yeah. for the time that we live in right now because we have everything we don't have to wait hey you gotta be home at 8 30 to watch the show we don't have that anymore now we can finally watch it at our convenience at any point so i'm just grateful for kind of what we have in terms of like games, I mean, just to kind of wrap everything up, I've finally just beat The Witcher, and it took me a long, long time, and then I stopped playing it, 
And then one song made me watch the Netflix show, which made me replay the damn game. And now I just beat it. And (laughs) that game inspired me so much that I'm planning on buying an instrument. Like that, like I'm, I'm looking into actual English 15th century lutes now, like 500 bucks. I've already straight looked into it. I have it like a playlist now on my YouTube. I have it on my Spotify to where now I listen to Renaissance music because I feel like that would open the door a lot for a lot of different stuff I want. So, I mean, I'm definitely like, again, that's just what the power of these random things. I mean, Prince of Tennis inspired us to play tennis. The one song off The Witcher of the show made me play a game, which made me hear a different song that inspired me to learn an instrument. I mean, I'm just, it's very interesting time. And it just like, again, for me personally, I'm very grateful. The one anime I need to definitely check out more is, is Doro Hidoro, because that one, I like the first episode. It's very dark, very dark. So if you have like a, a kind of a queasy stomach, you might not want to check it out. Because it's all, I mean, it gets very dark very quick. But it, it, I like it. Stands out. It's not too bad to where I feel like, hey, I need. Because there's anime out there like Berserk, for instance, where I could watch one episode. And I'm like, man, I got to watch something new. I need something. I need like a comedy. I need to counteract <laughs> this. So it's not one of those. But that's just kind of been the two that I'm playing. I mean, right now I'm going through The Witcher in terms of uh, the two expansions. And then from that point on, I'll either move on to uh, Persona Royal because that's coming out at the end of March. Or I'll end up probably switching to uh, God of War and actually just finally beating through that. There's a couple different games I definitely do need to like fully beat and kind of go from there. Is there anything you're playing right now? Uh, I just finished up uh, Pokemon um, Shield. I beat it completely don't tell james uh, because then he's gonna bring it up to me and i still haven't even tried oh, dang. i finished it all finished the first part of the game and then the second part got everything uh so uh i just moved on to another switch game i'm doing uh uh tokyo mirage encore hmm. uh it's pretty good so far it's uh it's made by the create it's a uh, made by the creators of persona and um it's like a cross game. So the creators of Fire Emblem and Persona, they did a game together, a little cross game of their series. So it's like mix of Persona with uh, Fire Emblem a- aspects. So it's like but, tactical. Uh, it's not the ta- It's more like Persona fighting combat, and but it has like Fire Emblems. Uh, you know when you level up that it has that music. But this one's more focused on like a pop idol. Kind of like you're making a music group kind of thing. It's weird. You did a good job at selling and then destroying right. what I want to play. Because once I finished, I was it, immediately like, no. sold. Like, oh, this sounds interesting. And then the more you described it, the more I was like, oh, that's lame. I think you might be interested later on, but I- I'll finish it first and I'll let you know. I'll give you my full two cents because uh, it's going to be more fighting the Persona fighting style. Mm-hmm. Just the premises is based off music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Bringing mm-hmm. this up, but the music so far is pretty cool and stuff like. Lauren bought the collector's edition a long time ago, so we can, I can hear the music sometimes. Oh, nice! When it came out on the Wii U, but now it's on the Switch, I can just take it with me and play. Hmm. Uh, but and I, I still got some PS4 games I need to finish, like Control. Which yeah, you were supposed to loan that to me. me. Yeah, you were and, supposed to loan that to. You, d- okay, you and James pissed me off because <laughs> you you guys are like, I'm not going to loan this game out till I beat this game, and then you never beat the game. <laughs> I had time to straight up 
rent that game from Redbox, Shadow of Mordor, James, beat that game, give it back, and then be like, hey, James, uh, I think a year later, James, did you ever beat that game? No. You never, <laughs> I never would have borrowed it if I would have been waiting for this guy. Control. It might be the same thing. Watch it go on sale. I'm going to buy it for 10 bucks. Beat it and sell it before you beat this damn game. No, I'll beat it. I don't understand it. All the, you're, like, you're probably near the ending anyway. I bet, you it's, like, I bet you it's less than five hours of playing and you would have you'd beat it. But Ernest is the type of guy where he's just like, hey, John, don't worry about it. I'll loan it to you. Oh, you know what? I'm going to watch D&D in some person's basement. <laughs> I don't know. Pretty lame. But here we are. So this right here is Anime Archives. Yes. This is our February 29th, 2020. Oh, wow. This is our leap day. This is leap day. Oh, yes. This day, day actually yeah. won't this exist. Was, it will be impossible for us to do a podcast on this day for the next for four years. Oh, wow. Crazy. That's, oh, dang, you're right. Yeah, that's really interesting. So it's like, think about it. This is kind of a rare, this is a rare day right here. So I've got to actually get this released today. So it'll be like, if I get this edited, boom, release, good to go. Just so it gets released on this day. Realistically, it's going to be released tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week. Let's be honest. No, I have time. I have but time we're Something saying today. this was done on leap day. So this is really interesting because think about it. Like we were granted one extra day this year, one every four years, and we used it to finally get some, like get back on the mic. Yeah. So now you have a, uh, we want, we always like to kind of end off on a specific song or songs that we really enjoy songs that somehow made our playlist from anime or and we try to keep it more Japanese songs just because at this point that we know that there's not really a market where a lot of people can kind of get, can get used to this music. So we have this, uh, this song right now that uh, Ernest found that ended up on one of his playlists from yeah. a really good anime called parasite. And what's the song's name? It's called let me hear by fear, uh, by the band fear and loathing in Las Vegas. And so we just want to say, you know, this is Anime Archives with Ernest and John. We appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time. And um, this is Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Till next time. You get-